G'day everyone, and welcome to a new episode of End of the Real. This week we're going to do an Australian cult classic, I suppose? Well, it's... I don't know if it's a classic. Well, you, you knew it from watching in uh, primary school, I believe. Oh, high school. Yeah. High school. Did you what think class? You think they'd get us to watch this in primary school, Jared, with yeah. all the violence and, you know, it's a PG. nudity? Oh, there weren't. You did see nips. You yeah. You saw nips. Yeah. What? What class did you see it for? Oh, uh, it was like uh, year eight, seven or eight science. You know, they were doing a sci-fi class sort of thing. Right. And they were stretching to show this. Oh, this uh, well, I don't regret seeing this That's at all. That's a lazy science teacher because this isn't, this isn't a sci-fi I would pick. Really? No, not to show like a class. Like it, we'll, no, we'll get you know, into you it. You remember they were doing not... the whole, you know, showing the crappy sci-fi films? You know, that's why we have, like, boxes of terrible sci-fi films. Right. So this is a sci-fi film set in Australia, in the outback, somewhere in the outback, which honestly could be anywhere in Australia's outback. Uh, it is just the outback. Yeah. It's called The Time Guardian. It's made in 1987. It's actually starring some big-name actors. Uh, Kerry Fisher is in it. Right. And the other one's Dean... Dean Stockwell. Yep. Uh, one of the sci... Well... Spoilers, one of the Cylons from uh, Battlestar Galactica, the new one. Yeah, uh, which I have not seen. Well, it was weird to see, like, this kind of, not cheap exactly sci-fi film, but this level of film with, like, actors I actually knew who they were. Yeah, so when we start off this movie, it's a, well, it's it's a bit of a mess, isn't it, actually? I'm not going to be able to get this plot really well, because it involves time traveling, and that's complicated. But it's really simple. I mean, it, oh, yeah. it's it's super simple to understand, mostly because it seems to be too simple. Yes. Like, like stupidly simple almost. Yeah. Let's just throw, you know, anyone who's going to say, oh, the, this the, time traveling the, doesn't work. Let's throw that all out. Just throw yeah, the time. Yeah, what, don't look at the time traveling What makes logic. it simple isn't, you know, uh, you know, that they're tribe travelers or there's some sort of robot cyborgs. It's the way they sort of uh, finish everything. It, it was very anticlimactic. Oh, sort of thing. Goodness, you know, you'd think. Uh, so there's a city bouncing through time, and it's from they're the being, year four thousand four thousand and three or four, yeah, yeah. They're from what the they're they're from the year four thousand and three after the great neutron wars. The planet's been poisoned or whatever, and to escape it, they jump back in time. They they bounce through time. And but, but in a city, they built this. Yeah, giant the whole city. city it's a time traveling yeah. city, which I thought was pretty neat. And the city looks pretty great, really. But they're, but they're always chased by these robots, which then we find out a cyborgs. I don't know if they're always chased, or if yeah, they've they always been chased by the robots, but it's only the last six times that the robots have ambushed them. Yeah. Like, so so the the evil robots are also time travellers, and they're not robots, they're cyborgs. Yes. I couldn't tell if they were robots using human bodies or humans with weird cybernetic parts. Unfortunately, yeah. like the movie starts off and it sets us up with this sci-fi where it's time traveling. This guy, our main character is the resistance. I guess the army or lieutenant guy. Um, he seems to be the only one who wants to find out what the what they're attacking. Because, the Gendiki. Yeah, and he kills one and rips out its heart and says, "Ah, the black heart." And then he starts looking at it and investigating. And it, it apparently no one else thought to do this. Yeah. And again, I like the city. Like, he's got this sort of Blade Runner room and a big triangle temple uh, sort of skyscraper thing. 
It reminded me kind of actually the new Blade Runner. It, it was it's a lot. His apartment's very similar. It's even with the thing talking to him. I, I got to say, it was very surprising watching the sci-fi bits in the city that you're like, hey, this is pretty good. Yeah, but you only stay there for like five minutes. Yeah, because then they, this, well. The majority any, they of. They get ambushed and they have to go back in time. Yeah. Quickly. Anyway, when they get ambushed, uh, they, he has to blow up one of the support struts of the city. So he and Carrie Fisher, uh, who's, I think her name is uh, not Princess Leia. I cannot remember. No, it's Petra. Uh, they have to go ahead of the city and sort of set up uh, a landing base for it. Yes. While, while they're still going through time. Yeah, yeah. That so was, the city is traveling so through time. To me. I was like, wait. So the city's currently traveling through time. Yeah. And now you're going to send these two people back Ahead. in time quicker than you guys are moving back in time. I, that's why I was like, oh, no, don't well, think I, about no, it. Well, they talk about like different, you know, it, it taking a lot of energy to move the city. So I think the city takes a huge amount of energy, no. but it, it's easy I, to move like two people think, around. Just let it, just yeah, yeah, let just, it go. Don't, don't think about it. Think about it. Because if you think about it, you get kind of a little angry And the thing the is, too, they're sending uh, Carrie Fisher with him because Because she's, she's an expert cultural, of the time. Yeah, 20th, yeah, a 20th century cultural expert. And it, th- this is the point, the movie's still looking cool. It's still a sci-fi. They've also just dressed up Carrie Fisher and they're, our main character. Uh, is, whose name is, is Bollard. I don't know the Bollard. actor's name. And... They're they wearing this weird oh, so sort well. of... Um, like painted on armor almost. Yeah, nipple armor. Yeah, it, it was very thin metal. Like it looked like it was painted on, made Carrie Fisher look amazing, and he looked okay, amazing. Yeah. They looked great. Yeah, no, this, yeah, is, yeah. this was the weird bit because they looked great and they had that futuristic armor and they go back in time and they land and they get met by... And this was actually kind of interesting. I think it's like 1988 Australia. Yes, and they're met... so. It seems like they've come back a few times and they're pretty smart with the way they do it in this remote part of Australia. What they've done is that they seem to have made contact with an indigenous tribe multiple times in the past, but they've just kept it with them. It was very, it was very much like fifth element where he, where they always talk to the same. Yeah. uh, There's a group group of Australian Aboriginals who know who they are and seem to be expecting them. So I don't know if the city could move in space as well as time. Yeah. But I, I think maybe it was just time and it's bouncing in the same space. That's why they keep meeting up with the same group. And that was kind of interesting because they showed up and they talked to... And, like, unfortunately, of course, after this bit, they disappear. <laughs> for, they they the turn up the at one point as laborers. Yes. Helping to uh, build the support for the city. One of them gets shot and nothing happens. Yeah, but apart from that, they just sort of disappear. Yeah. They greet them and they're like, where's the rest of your tribe? And they're like... This is it. Yeah. And there's also... Uh, so, well, actually, we've forgotten about Annie. Annie is our love interest. and So there's a small local Australian town, which seems to be like this one-horse, shitty little mining town with almost nobody in it. Full of except assholes. The the biggest assholes you could ever meet. And it's run by... Only men, by the way. Yeah, well, the, yeah, that's the thing. There's like, barely, I don't think there are any women in the town. Yeah. But it's run by like the worst possible police you could possibly find. Like they are just, they're the bad, they're the actual antagonists yes. for the entire film. Not the cyborg robots. It's these outback cops who just keep hassling everybody that comes into the town. And it's it's very weird because 
once we get with Annie, Annie is this gorgeous looking chick. She's a she's a local, she's a geologist. Geologist. She's, uh, there used to be mining in the area, and she's coming just to look around. And why, why I'm prefacing that she's good looking and everything is that it's important to this movie that they're pointed out. Oh, she's really good looking, and it's also because there's no other females in town. And what happens is she picks up this old prospector. Who's a crazy old? Well, he's not that crazy. Does he turn up again, or no, is it just at the start? He just mentioned that the town. Oh, don't go to the town. They're all assholes. Which is weird because you know what? You know how he's like, oh, don't go to that town, but that's the town he needs to go to. But it's also like, dude, if you're in Outback Australia and you're on that one road, you are going to that town. Yeah. Like, there's no. <laughs> where did you think she was going? It's go in the middle through? of nowhere. She has to go to the town, mm. but it's weird because she gets to town. And she's really nice and everything. And, and this the, this cop is like, hey, get a look at her. And they're like, oh, yeah, she looks good. Yeah, at first I thought, oh, he's going to, like, uh, hit on her and, yeah. you know, act a bit sleazy. He goes from acting a bit sleazy to pulling out his gun and shooting it around random pretty oh, yeah. damn quickly. But but first off, he tells her, so he, he tells another dude, he says, hey, get a look at those legs. Like, she's a good looker. And then he walks straight up to her, and you're like, oh, he's going to do sleazy pickup or something. And he just goes, get out of town. Don't come back. It's like, wait, what a sec? What? We don't what? want troublemakers here. Get out. It's it like, was I thought awful. you just said that she was good. Like, would, wouldn't it make more sense in the context of this movie for you to, like, do the whole, like, oh, how are you doing, love? You know, try and, like, keep her, not kick her out of town mm. they were just like they were like no females allowed in this town apparently not like even the other townspeople were weirded out by these cops yeah like they, they were they were like what are you doing because this they keep crazy. The, they keep the women out it was really weird i didn't know why there was no reason why yeah well we find out that the cops are confederate well no so there are three weird. there are three cops and it turns out they're all complete scum yeah but uh, the, the the first one we meet, mustache guy, he is coward. This, yeah, we, he's a coward with a gun. Yeah. Then there's a bald Confederate cowboy cop who, at first, you think, oh, he's a bit more reasonable because he tells the other guy to shut up. But it turns out he's possibly worse, yeah. and he's just trying to get them into more trouble so he can like actually shoot them. And then does there's the other, other random one he disappears. Yeah, after he sort of molests the woman. Does, does, oh man, I must. Well, he definitely that. manhandles her a bit. Well, I, I gotta say, the Confederate flag, the main Confederate flag dude guy, we're in Australia. The sergeant, yeah. Well, Why? he's got a whole cowboy thing going. Not only that, but he's got a Confederate flag. He's got a few cowboy paraphernalia, and he's got a wall of guns, which is unusual. Very I've never unusual seen that in Australia. in Australia. I've never, I've definitely never seen it in. Any police station. You know what happened? They, they watched and, and not too just... many. They watched too many American films and they said, oh, he has to... Like, they watched what an, uh, an American film... Out, uh, not Outback, but the, uh, you know, country cop guy is, right? And they copied it to the T, where they even copied the flags. Well, I said... My theory was someone was writing a sci-fi movie... Yeah. And as they happened to be driving through an Outback town, they actually did get hassled by cops... And so changed the last two thirds of their movie to be about these time travelers getting hassled by cops. Oh yeah, because that's what the movie is. Because by when uh, when our two main characters do well, one main character I guess because Carrie Fisher honestly from so they come back in time 
and they have to. Well, then the robots come well, back. Okay, and so in orbs. So somehow the robots know where the city is, when the city is going, not where, it's when the city is going to be. And they keep ambushing the city by arriving beforehand, burrowing down, and then launching an attack. You only ever see like five of these creatures. I think they only had like five outfits. Yeah, they look not terrible, but they're maybe a step up from the creatures from Power Rangers. I. No, I feel like you know why I feel like the problem is with them. Sometimes simple is better. Yeah, okay. They should have not like they had like all not horns, but they had like metal know, bits, novel bits off. hanging off them everywhere. It's it like, didn't look awful, but I think they only had like five outfits. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Bullard and very Petra, Carrie Fisher's character, come back in time, and one of the things they're doing as well as building a strut is. When the robot's time machine turns up and they've got these three giant balls that help them travel through time. Yeah. Uh, what they do is they just try and push the balls over to stop the time machine from happening. Like a couple of them uh, cyborgs come through, which I don't think we ever see again, but uh, they actually fail. Yes. Bollard and Petra actually can't stop the robots. What saves them is the fact that the robots place one of the balls in the middle of the road and in the middle of the night, this truck driver just slams into it. Complete dumb luck. You are in yeah. the middle of Australia on a like an endless road, basically, and that just, just happens luck. to be there at the same time as this truck is going to buy. Yes. Also, in that scene, it's very weird. So we get Bolide arriving with Carrie Fisher and they're wearing the armor suit, okay? And then we get them say, oh, no, the robot's coming. And then immediately next next scene, suddenly they have a complete wardrobe change and they're wearing just like yeah, just uh, jeans, regular clothes, t-shirt, a flannel. That's it. And from they the, never get from back to the armor again. Once they blow up the robot uh, ball things. Oh yeah, Carrie Fisher gets shot, and now and now for the rest of the film lays down and doesn't say anything or leaves or right leave. until the end. Yes, it's very weird. It's but also it. for the next like. Uh, Almost two-thirds of the movie, like right up into the last 15 minutes, the sci-fi aspect disappears, basically. Yes. It, it just becomes the time travelers getting hassled by the local cops. The only... Like, like, you barely see... There are a few cutbacks to the city and what's happening, but not much. The cutbacks to the city are completely inconsequential. And inconsequential. you don't have to worry yeah. about the cyborgs, because they can't oh, come actually... out during the day. They burrow themselves under the ground. So they yes. just disappear. It's very HG Wales, like time traveler, except well, not as good. Should we, we should we discuss like should we what the whole sun? plot is? What about sun? So, huh? Well, I I did say that the flashback or the the flashbacks, whatever, to the city were inconsequential, but actually, really, they, they it sets important. up the whole end bit. Yeah. So the city uh, is built after the neutron war. The Earth turned to crap, and they've decided to come back in time. Uh, one of the engineers discusses how it takes a lot of power to travel through time and that maybe they can use the power to stop the robots at one point. It sort of comes out of nowhere and everyone just tells him that's ridiculous. Then he makes a gun. Also, yeah. this guy for some... Well, no, he doesn't make a gun. Doesn't he just he? talks about how one of the components from the time traveling machine could stop the robots. It's also very strange that basically you have a full cast of Aussies and this one engineer guy 
is called Sun. You, yeah, I didn't think that was a problem oh, at yeah, all. Oh, come on. It's a little bit funny. He's called Sun. He's the uh, Chinese guy who's working down in the engine room with that, like, bandana it over his head. It seemed like a pretty multicultural And he's city. got, like, a I, ridiculous I accent. I, I don't know No, because everyone else is, like, really Australian. And then you've got this one guy except who's, Except like, all the Americans. and Yeah, except for the Americans. And then you've got this one guy. He, he's not just Chinese. He has to have the... You don't the, see many people the in the city, though. And when he goes out to fight, he has a sword. Yeah. Okay. No one else does. Everyone else has laser guns. This guy has a headband and a sword. Yeah, and the, talks the city's about entire army stuff. is like five people. It's still, it's still weird. It's funny. It's so I don't weird. Think he that ever they made about that choice. Chi. I think you're reading okay, into he doesn't it a talk bit. about chi, but he brings out a sword and everything, and it talks about how, uh, uh, what's his name? What's our main character again? The, the, yeah, the so time Bullard, guy. Bullard isn't actually from the city. The, the main no. character Bullard. He was a feral child they found at one point when they were bouncing through time, and yes. he's been raised by the engineer, Sun. So it's weird that they didn't pick up more. That annoyed me. Why? Why would they pick, Why up, would more they pick up more people? Well, if you can do that, you can pick up tons of people. One of their main problems is they don't have enough people no, 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 resources. No, no, no. They've got plenty of people. Do they? They don't have weapons. Uh, I don't know. That, that's why they don't have an army or anything. He he mentions it. They've got like no guns that can actually like really hurt the robot creatures. That's why they keep getting wiped out. All right. Well, let's let's forget it that because it's not a sci-fi. It's uh, issues with the local police. Yeah. Which we get to town, and well, what happens is that our geologist Annie, she's bumps into Bullard. Yes, as she sees one of the Cybermen people, and. He sort of saves her, I guess. Oh, Bullard sort of just tells her not to go near it. Yeah. And they uh, head into town where he pretty much just straight up tells her he's from the future. And she's like, okay. Well, the yeah, thing is, though, enough, on the way into town. You seem town. to be a bit odd. Bullard is very odd. Like, even the people in from the future city think he's a weirdo. Oh, he does have a very funny line. When go on. he's explaining to them that they could try and fight them, uh, this other person is like, oh... She actually says, I think it's like, oh, that's a typical uh, man's response to it. And then you're waiting for her to put forward, like, you know, a, a different option. Yeah, he's the only one who seems no to options. actually want to deal with the yeah. robots. Like, everyone else is like, oh, we've got to got to do something about the robots. But so no like, one's putting he, His forward. answer is, well, we should try and fight them. Which is reasonable. Considering there's, there's no only other... five of them and he takes three of them out with a knife. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's pretty reasonable. So it, it wasn't like, I was like, oh, that's a bit of a mean thing for her to say without putting forward, like, some alternative. But then he gives a very strange response, which is that these aren't plumbers you can just bribe overnight to get your bathroom fixed. What? I was just like, wow, that's so out of place. Yeah. Why would you do that? It's a 4,403 AD, and it's like, yeah, you can't just bribe your anyway, local plumber. So, what? So, as Bullard. So weird. <laughs> I just don't get where they got that. As a. Uh... Bullard and Annie hand into town. They find the uh, dead truck driver and they decide to pile him into the back of their car. Which, is that something you do? No. Like, if I found someone dead on the road, I'd drive to the town and tell the cops, but I wouldn't pick him up and put him in the back of my car. The, the asshole cop's initial response isn't, in my opinion, that bad to this because he's responsible no, no, no. to it. They, so he's, he follows them into town before he sees the body, though. He's already following them. He he drives in right after them, hops out of his car, runs up, and that's where he finds the body. He immediately pulls out his gun and starts Which, pointing that, them at them. That's reasonable. 
That's reasonable. How is that reasonable? Okay, these randoms, you're in a small town, a small country town, right? Yeah. Anything can happen, right? Wolf Creek, all right? Wolf Creek. I don't think that happens in a town. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I just don't think it's that unreasonable to say that, hey, these random strangers, now with a dude, has turned up with a dead body of my friend to pull out your gun. And just start waving it around. I, I'm pretty sure... That is incredibly the wrong thing to do. Anyway, Bollard doesn't take kindly to this, and he's a future soldier. Yes. So he comes out and immediately starts beating up this cop, which looked pretty good. Yeah. Honestly, I, I didn't mind the little bit of violence in the movie. Uh, the sergeant comes out, points a gun at Bollard, and basically tells him, yeah, you know what? You were kind of in the right. The mustache guy's a dick. Yeah. And at this point, I thought uh, he was going to be like the good cop. But uh, actually, he's worse, and he just sort of wants them to, I don't know, he, he wants to leave them out. He, he says, uh, oh, I'm going to leave them a bit of more rope so they can hang yeah, themselves sort of thing. Chain. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, but he takes them back in and questions them a bit before letting them loose. While that's happening, the mustache cop is going through his dead friend's wallet, takes out the money, puts it in his pocket, and calls him like a tight git or whatever. A bastard. Yeah. These are they are the worst cops. Yeah, they're like the, the worst, worst people in general I've ever the met. Other friend, another friend. Oh, I don't know. Some other guy turns up who you think is a friend of the guy, and he's like, "It's hot. We gotta get this guy buried soon." It's like, fuck. Well, him. that's just pragmatism, Jared. That's, that, that's being reasonable. No one in this town cares. But uh, as well as the dead body, they picked up a bit of the future cyborg time traveling machine. Yeah, the mustache cop takes it, and later on sort of activates it accidentally I, no, I, no it wasn't i don't know he he it activates itself while he's holding it and i thought he, he gets was gonna put sucked into it and uh leaves behind just a boot see there was i thought through through the rest of the movie i was waiting for, him to for a back. cyborg to come out that had his face like he'd been turned into a cyborg but that never happens he just disappears yeah that that's what's really weird is it's like also i was waiting for him He's got like all the pieces of the broken one, so you're like, oh, I get it. He's gonna put to put it together. No, and then actually, I don't gonna... even I don't even know how the rest of the robots got there because the time machine is destroyed. Well, if he put it together, but he did it. <laughs> he didn't though. And then it's like, why does it work if it's in pieces? I have no idea. It, I don't know. Okay. It would have been just why? Why? It, it's such an obvious plot of like he puts it together now, but instead they're like. Uh, he gets sucked through. Anyway. Yeah. So they get released and uh, Bullard and Annie go and buy a, uh, a tractor. Well, they because buy need, they need... a very loose oh, yeah. term. Well, okay, so there. this is this is a, a point that sort of annoyed, like I was confused by. So he goes to haggle for this tractor because they need to build the platform for the city to land on. Uh, the guy... He's one of the, he's from the town, so he's an asshole. He immediately asks for like, oh, it's a thousand dollars a day, and it's just a tractor doing nothing. Uh, I think that's kind of reasonable too. Okay, but the thing is, before as they were leaving the city, they got given a giant wad of uh, currency to take with them. But now Bollard has no money. Oh wait, did he really? I yeah. Missed that. Yeah, oh. yeah. As he's leaving, they're like, oh, here, take this. What's this? Oh, it's future money. You'll need it to buy things. Apparently, he's just. It's just gone. Well, it's just like his armor. It just disappears. Yeah. So uh, he just sort of throws the uh, guy who, okay, he's an asshole, but I don't think he deserved it. Throws the guy through a window, leaving him with cuts and stuff all the, all over his face. And that he just goes, gets, uh, well, I guess I, I hope th- is that, I hope that's enough for that you. That guy gets fucked. 
Oh, he gets destroyed. He does. It, it doesn't seem that like okay. He's, he's someone a you've got a tiff with, but you don't need to like they they kill his dog. Okay, not Bollard, but the oh the, well, that that's later on. Uh, come on, what the hell? So yeah, Annie and uh, Bollard now with the tractor head back and they start building. Well, actually, they get the Aboriginals to build it for them. But uh, while Petra just sort of lies there making a little bit of small talk. She gives this art future armband thing, which is meant to be do a ton of stuff to um, Annie because she's going to make use of it. Because by this point, Petra already knows that she's going to have to sacrifice herself at some point so to save Annie. This is, a, this is something really weird that this is when you're like, yeah, they should not have cast Carrie Fisher. Because I feel like... She, she doesn't do anything, but yeah. the fact that she's there is distracting. Like, I keep expecting her to have a larger role, but... All she does is lie in the background. She doesn't have a role. She she has one of those like things where it's like they just cut to the person to say something random and inconsequential, but they're just saying it because she's there. Yeah. Like it's a waste I of mean, time. Dean Stockwell, the Cylon robot, is he's uh he's in, in charge of the city. His name is just Boss. He's oh just called God, Boss right? in the credits. I couldn't believe uh, that. He's at least doing something. Like, yeah. he's running the city, he's yelling at people, telling them to, you know, just get off their asses and do any stuff. any other actor except for, like, just hire just a no-name and it would have been fine. I, her character didn't make any sense because it felt like her character being written in after they realised they'd get Carrie, Carrie Fisher on board. And then they couldn't afford it. Because her character is the 20th century expert. That's why she goes back in time. But the minute they get back in time, he finds a local who helps him, Annie. And so, like, her character is her. completely useless throughout the entire movie. They never use it. That's yeah. the thing. That's I agree with you. I think that it was a character that they were going to have a different actor playing. But what I don't think was that they, character was going to be there at all. Oh, I reckon because it made no. They, it was completely useless. Yeah, I reckon movie. they just couldn't afford her. They just couldn't afford her for every day. So instead, they still paid to have her do the most pointless shit. And that's it. I, yeah. It was just pointless. But, but but her very presence is distracting from the movie. Yeah. Anyway, so Bollard and Annie, they don't actually want to help do the work. They so they just sort of, uh, yeah, they go and uh, have some romantic uh, springtime. Yeah, Annie just a... goes down and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Um... They head back to town... Uh, Bollard and Annie head back to town. I can't remember why, honestly. But oh no, uh, they're going to look for guns because they've they, the the uh, the laser gun that Bollard brought back with him oh, has run out of stops. power yeah, for some just reason. Randomly, because apparently it's the, they've got their shittiest future guns imaginable. Like yeah. they can't destroy the robots, and they just run out of power after a couple of days. So uh, they no, head back been, to where the it's only been one day and a half. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, they head back to where the truck broke down, where it smashed through the time thing. To grab a gun out of the back of the truck. That's right. And that's where we find out the police sergeant is waiting there to catch them. Because uh, he just knew they were going to come back to loot the place. Where they would take a gun. He he arrests them and takes them back into jail. Uh, which is where the two remaining policemen, the sergeant and this douchey guy we hadn't met before, start to rough them up, basically. And they start to strip the girl. And... It's a little rapey, actually. Especially where the sergeant's just like, have you, have, you, have you strip searched her yet? No, Sarge. Get onto it, then. No, oh, yeah, okay. That's get into it. Get, get, get on. Well, we better get in there. You know, this is the film. Anyway. Th- th- this is the film where 
if you're filming in Australia, normally it's like, ah, oh, the outback town. Oh, good day, mate. Oh, yeah. Like the, you, the prospect uh, of I'm more used to friendly you locals. Know, you know, These guys are just the worst. There's a few people who did fit the bill, right? The prospect of fitted. Yeah, but he wasn't. From, he wasn't from the town, and then the uh, and he hated the police. The as well. old. Uh, uh, the Aboriginals were all right. Uh, Aboriginal leader. They 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 were nice and they were like, oh yes, we know this story from but a long they time went, ago. They weren't really from the town either. Yeah, but yeah. everyone everyone else in town was just like, wow, outback Australia is full of assholes. <laughs> like, what is this? Uh, it was a weird view. But uh, while they're stripping Annie, they find her future armband that she got yeah. at Petra. So they take it off and then they start. Breaking it. Well, the the sergeant. And that brings, I, I don't know. I think he's. He, I think he thinks he's some sort of tinkerer, and and he's like tinkering around with it, pressing random buttons, and Bollard's yelling at him, "Don't do it! Don't do it!" He's and like, apparently, you're not Steve Jobs. Apparently, not the, the right cyborgs time. can track them because yeah. they, the, the minute he accidentally activates it, they know where he is and they start coming towards him. Which is weird because the cyborgs only knew they were there, and that's when. The poor guy who got beaten up earlier for his tractor buys it in a pretty gruesome way. Like it's off screen, but uh, he's just doing some metal he's, work. He's just in in his yard doing some metal work with his dog. Yeah, dog hears some crashing, runs off. We hear the dog like yelping and stuff, and then some terrible cracking sounds. I hate that. I, I did felt, not, I I felt terrible. Like it was very it reminded me of the thing. Felt terrible for the dog, but then he goes in, calls the cop. The cop arrives a little later. Just after the screams have died down, and inside of his little shack, it's just coated in blood. Yeah, everywhere. This isn't one of those like, oh, there's like blood splurts. No, we mean the walls I mean, are covered the, in the blood. Yeah, yeah. These cyborgs have painted the walls in blood. Yeah, I think they ripped off his head, and then like a, a headless chicken just held him as it squirted everywhere. Anyway, what? While the cops was, are, why did he deserve that? While the, <laughs> while the cops, are, so weird. he was the he was one of the last people left alive in That's this movie. True. There, there yeah. were not enough extras in this movie. But uh, while the cops dealing with that, the uh, get out of the, cell. the police station is being under now under attack. Yeah. by these cyborgs. Thankfully, the sergeant's got the wall of guns because he's a Confederate cowboy. Yeah, uh, Bullard grabs an Uzi and starts machine gunning into the heart of this machine, and, and just Kills yanks it. it right out. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they flee the town while the town gets blown up, and he basically yells at the cop, telling him it's all his fault. Now he has to watch his town burned down around him which way way the funny bit about that, that well that's the that's the end of the bad guys because wait wait, wait. The, the funny bit about that he's like yeah now you get to watch your town burn down right okay so it's like okay so who actually did set the prison on fire well i did oh i think annie did actually she's like threw something to blow it up fair enough though she's throwing it to blow it up to like get out right yeah, yeah. but then what happens is they're in a truck and they're driving away and they see one of the cybermen on the road ahead of them the gendiki I'm gonna they're call. Them, get, did look, we mention they're called Gendiki or Gendiki, or, or Gen, depending on Gen, who's pronouncing Gen, it? Gen. People did not agree on the uh, how to call them, but or what they were. It's really funny. So it's like, okay, so the prison's on fire. Fair, fair enough. And as they're driving away, though, they see another one of the Gendiki, and they drive into him, causing him to shoot. And it just randomly hits the petrol station, and now everything's on fire. Yeah, and I'm like, you know what? It's this whole of... town is burning down to the ground. It's all because of Bart, though. Yeah, it's ah, uh, it's good. Anyway, um, that that's basically the movie almost over. There's like 15 minutes left, and that's when the city comes back and it turns back into a sci-fi film from a weird police of the bad guys film. 
Well, the city goes out to fight, I think, or who well, can. This is the part that really annoyed me, Sun especially with uh, Carrie Fisher. Oh, Carrie Fisher, yeah. So okay. as Bollard and Annie are running back to the city, they start climbing up a little bit of a hill, Yeah. and Annie slips. Now, this is a tiny little hill. Uh, it's not steep or anything, but she's just having trouble getting back up, and the Gendiki are coming. So Carrie Fisher, who's done basically nothing in the entire film, launches herself at this cyborg thing and starts to wrestle with it and it immediately rips her in half basically or crushes her and it it was just so sad almost i mean it was very anticlimactic it was you were expecting to, something to happen it would this was meant to be the climax of the film when that happens because the climax away, is so oh, anticlimactic so especially because the town blowing up was Pretty impressive, really. I mean, they've got yeah. some really cool explosions. That looked all right. And then it gets to the final battle. Uh, the city, and Bollard has convinced the city people, this is going to be our big fight. We're going to stop the robots, so all come three out. of them. Yeah, everyone's come out, and then you find Sun's on the ground. He's been shot, and he's like, you are the Time Guardian. Go do what I have trained you to do. And we're like, what? Well, no, no, he tells him. So Sun, was, we mentioned that Sun was arguing that, oh, the, the city time thing can be a weapon. And everyone told him he was being stupid. But, but he just he just mentions to Bollard, oh, remember you remember what I trained you and all this. Bollard instantly knows what he has to do is to run into the city, the heart of the city, and take out this uh, bit of the time machine. No, I thought Sun had made it. No, 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 no. That I'm was sure. part of the time machine. And I don't know how it worked exactly. Yeah, no, this this bit... It's not no explained sense. at all, apart from that it's got the power of 500 years in it. Uh, oh, it, yeah, they kill the general dude of the Gendeki. Yeah, okay. On their, way to, on their way to come... They're coming back with the time thing. They get ambushed by the general of the Gendeki, and he kills them with a knife. Which he finally uses. He brings out, like, four times. He keeps flashing this knife, but he never uses He's it. He's like, oh, right I'm going to Knifey spoony, uh, knifey spoony. In a really anticlimactic scene, he he runs out, yells, "Stop fighting! Stop fighting!" And everyone actually just stops fighting yeah. and just stares at him weirdly. And he's like, "Oh, uh, you Gendiki, you just wanted the power of the city. Here it is." It turns out it's like a weird rainbow gun. I have no idea. He shoots what it three is. of them, and that's it. It's over. Yeah, the movie, the whole all the Gendiki war. are gone. Uh, and it's over. And then, it, it was just, it felt really anticlimactic, and the ending, uh, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed this movie yeah. quite a bit. No, I did not. But um, the ending was a bit of a letdown. I, I will definitely put this on a don't watch list. Yeah. I do not think it's worth it, especially because there are so many just disgusting Australian accents. Okay. Jared has a thing about Australian accents. Can't stand them. He, the minute he hears them, he starts to tune out. I can't stand Especially if they're, all. like, in, in films and stuff. Oh, yeah, mate. Jared, you don't need to do it because yeah, you have mate. an Australian accent. Oh, yeah. You sound just like the people in the movie. Nah. Yeah. Nah, they're just... Yeah. They are disgusting. They sound exactly like you. I never re-listen to these podcasts, but you can trust me. They are disgusting. Yeah. Well, there's a little bit of an epilogue where Annie decides to time travel with them. I don't know why they're still time traveling or where they're traveling to now because... The robots aren't hunting them. Well, I, They're I not in the, po- the apocalyptic future. Honestly, what happened to the robots? I don't get anything. I, I don't... I'm not sure who the robots were apart from raiders who wanted the city's power for some reason. It, it's sort of... 
they they even hinted maybe there were other cities, but the robots destroyed them. Or it just happened that they were another group of survivors who. But that's it, where... it does make sense because if they can time travel, why wouldn't they just time travel back to when they could survive at some other point? Why did they have to follow the city? I don't but, know yeah, what's yeah, going on with whatever. the Whatever. The, the Gandiki didn't make a lot of sense. The time traveling made no sense. The Gandiki made no sense. The city looked nice. I the like that. The city looked good. The sci-fi aspects actually looked good. And it, it could have been really nice to do a HGYLZ, like, time traveler thing, except that it's where, a twist. Oh, where they're, they're like because the Morlocks they, or something, they because they're the living Morlocks. underground yeah. and they can't come out into the they, light. They whatever. were clearly the Morlocks, right? Yeah. But they didn't... See what I thought it would have been like that is that inspiration. I, I thought I it. thought it was going to be oh they're cyborgs and they need humans to integrate more yeah, like, like they're Cybermen. like the Borg sort of thing or Cybermen yeah yeah right but we only ever see four or five of them and well it's because we they it, just sort of attack them we for learn, no real yeah. reason well we learned that the cyborg well, that we learned that they are cyborgs and, he's and like, that they want to take the city they, right they really want to take the city so we learn this and this is where that you would think like. Where that chick interjected, she could be like, have we tried negotiating? And you could be like, no, they haven't. So maybe they, because he seemed to be able to talk to them later, right? Yeah. This is all what I mean. Like, there's all these, like, plots where they could have followed. Like, they could try negotiating. Oh, they're actually, like, they need humans to, like, make more of them. Yeah, it's like, it, yes, it's cliche, but it's something. Instead, you just get nothing. The end, the end speech and the end, like, battle is just so strange and anticlimactic. It, it's... Worth a watch just for that. I've never seen a guy yell, you know, yell out to stop fighting and everything just so they can tell him he's about to kill them all and just wipe them out and actually do it. Like, they all just stop fighting and watch him do this weird speech. The There's something to be said about films where it's like you don't have a huge budget, you don't have that many people. You you have to film a certain way to show that there's a lot of people. Yeah, you, but, I, but I, you, I nev- you never like want I, to film it like they did. I keep mentioning it, but I think that you only ever see, like, five Gendiki. Like, it, at all. It looks and, like there's only five. And this giant city has maybe two dozen people in its army, yeah. apparently. You know that you never maybe, get a feeling like there's actually lots of people involved. There's no stakes. I don't know how to film it. I'll, I'll say that, but it's like, maybe they shouldn't do, like, large open scene. You know, like, where you oh, can, where you see coming over the hill. One person walks over the hill yeah. and they're like, no, maybe they should have in a corridor. Like, we're fighting back. This is the last corridor. Well, they say they've entered the city, but you only see one fight. And there's oh, nobody around. Uh, yeah, the any enemy general apparently penetrates the city. Because all you need is, like, a row of people in the si- in this dark corridor. And then, like, three, like, film from a side. So you only see, like, three of the Cybermen. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you can see them. And they're, like, matching. And they're, they're pushing forwards. And it's like, oh, I get it. There's lots of them. But instead, you literally you're like oh, one, two, three. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. But apparently, there's armies. I do not. So know. Uh, yeah, that's the Time Guardian. Final thoughts. Not to I be confused with Time Bandit. A enjoyed great this film. movie. I, I enjoyed the movie. Uh, I didn't yeah. mind it. It's it's not a bad sort of Australian cult movie. Yeah, it's. I'm happy you didn't say it's a sci-fi because it really. It's oh, it's definitely oh, it's definitely a sci-fi film. Yeah, it's, it's time travel and cyborgs. It's like half a sci-fi film. It's and just half of it is about how these small town cops are crooked. Yeah, these terrible sci- uh, small town cops. Yes, that's kind of my main gripe with it, is that they should have continued the sci-fi thing instead. If they they'd set it up well, 
If and one of the cops had been turned it. into a cyborg and like oh, yeah. been using his power as a cop against them, that would have been interesting. Something like Instead, that. Instead, it's just three asshole cops uh, or, hassling these time travelers. Or another good idea is that, you know, one of the last, the cyber, because we know some of them did get through before the time machine gets des- destroyed, they're around and then the cops find them and then they realize they're telling the truth. So they get them Oh, and to they help team them. up. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Bam, bam, bam. So many like. Obvious roots, but instead they were just like, nah, the two totally different films. Yeah. <laughs> it's very weird. But um, yeah, I, I personally wouldn't recommend it. I enjoyed it. That's fine. Uh, it's yeah. a little hard to find. It's very hard to find. There, there's a German copy on YouTube, and that's uh, there, eventually I managed to track down a copy, but it, it is hard to find. Yeah, so that was The Time Guardian. You guys all enjoyed that. Pop a like, give us a review. On whatever iTunes and all the great podcasting things. And that'd be great. And we'll hear you next week. See you.